0: Nick, how are things?
1: Good morning, yes. Very good, thank you. The sun is shining.
0: It's warm outside. The uh, sun's shining? What are you talking about? It's not shining here.
1: Is it not? No. Oh, it's, we've had a lovely sunny day yesterday and an awesome day today. Oh. The waves are pumping because Hurricane Nicole has brought a big swelling. Oh, yeah. so you back still doing your surfing then? No, not the last couple of days. The, uh, well, the winds are offshore, which is good as well. But... Um, Unfortunately, that's led to the surf instructor buggering off to Scotland to go surfing up there because the waves are even better, apparently. So, <laughs> there won't be any surfing lessons this weekend. But, but after the last call, um, I've had another two or three sessions as well, and they've been really good as well. So. Oh, excellent. How are your arms? They're getting used to it, actually, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I guess as I've got better, I've been doing less mad paddling to try and catch waves. So, it's more about timing than paddling like a friggin' idiot so uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was lesson two was it yeah <laughs> so uh so yeah yeah still going, enjoying it and going good it's kind of although it's sunny today like last less last, last session we had it started off okay and it was, the sea water itself is still warm so once you get in it's no problem but it started pissing it down with rain and like proper raining and, and uh so getting out and then getting changed in the pissing rain wasn't much fun. No, no. and I've heard like some people have said that because with wetsuits you can get like the full hood wetsuit and gloves and boots and all that kind of stuff. So you're not cold when you're in the water. It is just when you're surfing in the winter getting out and, uh, and getting yeah. changed. That's the issue. Yeah, and there's no lifeguards in the winter either. So um, um, take your life in your own hands pretty much yeah I'll go surfing with a mate and kind of keep an eye on each other and stuff because obviously when you fall off a surfboard and this bit of foam or fiberglass and foam is f- flying around and can whack you in the head and stuff it's quite, uh, quite easy to get knocked out I think so
0: yeah I can imagine yeah. sounds like Point Break do you remember that film Keanu Reeves
1: I do remember I don't remember what happened apart from wasn't he an undercover FBI
0: agent or... yeah yeah and it was all these surfer dudes that were sort of the robbers and stuff but yeah, know, it's
1: a good film actually for one of those films there was some real shit surfing film apparently it's being chatted about down a pub that was filmed in Bude. A little while ago. Uh, a while ago. Oh, like right. In the late nineties. <coughs> I'll have to try and dig out the name of it. Yeah, that'd be fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what have you been up to? Um well it's been a bit of a
0: weird couple of weeks actually. So um last time we were talking about follow ups and stuff from the um uh, from the from the expo that I went to. Actually, I, first of all I need to apologise for Showing my lack of SEO knowledge in naming our podcast incorrectly. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, I said it, I said it was the Google Panda update, not the Penguin update. Uh, well, it's easy to get confused with Google fucking well, all these. I'm bloody... swearing. I'm swearing a lot today, aren't I? I That's know. right. Market is explicit. It's <clears throat> so all these black and white animals you just can't get to grips with it. But anyway, yeah. So, so apologies for that first. But yeah, I so it was um, last week was a, a very weird week because it was. I did a few sort of calls and demos, and I had a feature. So one of the customers that wants to come on that came from the lead gen campaign, they had a, a particular way of doing bookings that they wanted to be able to do. And it's something that I can see others would want to do as well in the future. And in my initial sort of investigations, it was kind of like, well, yeah, i would be able to get that done within a day, so let's just do it for them. And they were really keen, you know, and that was the only thing holding them back. So so I went for it. But of course, when you got various calls and things going on um you never get the focused time to work on these things so what should have taken me a day ended up taking me most of the week you know doing it bit by bit which was quite frustrating um procrastination doesn't help of course but uh, so yes yeah, so that was last week really it was mainly doing this feature support issues and um and just doing some calls and things but this week as well has been a bit weird because I, I went out at the weekend <laughs> on Saturday with some uni mates and we meet up like twice a year and I always sort of say yeah we'll take it easy just you know quiet day a couple of pints that'll be fine ends up okay. getting rat arsed
1: and <laughs> wiping out Sunday so. last time last podcast we did you said you'd just been out on a Saturday and it wiped out two days did I? yeah and you said oh, I'm not doing that again for another year yeah <laughs> to to the podcast. <laughs> oh dear yeah no that was that's right wasn't it that was in
0: September that was a birthday day yeah yeah I, I don't know you know what it's like you have a couple of pints and you think oh I'll be alright so Monday was a very lazy day Um, didn't do much on Monday and I've had a nightmare this week with my bloody broadband the broadband just stopped working and you know I won't go into the gory details but after two days of phoning up BT and trying to get things sorted it eventually turned out it was the wire coming in from the telegraph pole to our house had perished and so they had to replace it but um, it meant I had two days pretty much without broadband so that's been a bit annoying (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, so a bit of a weird couple of weeks. I've um, yeah, that's it basically. A couple of couple of weird weeks. How about you? How have your couple of weeks been?
1: <clears throat> well, I've uh, I've kind of given up on golf.io. Oh no! It's <laughs> the so last last podcast. I was going to start sending out some more cold emails, but with a more of a justification type reason as to why they should uh, should sign up. But part of the problem, I guess, of building or trying to build, you know, something around your passion. Is that when the passion goes for that thing, then the startup or, you know, business idea doesn't sound so encouraging. and you're not enthusiastic about it anymore. And so yeah. because I've been doing a bit of surfing and I haven't really played golf for three weeks, and so I've been kind of sitting down on my computer each day going, uh, I'm not playing golf. Do I really want to be sending out <laughs> emails or having anything to do with golf and I'm not yeah. really like fussed about it at the moment? Is surf.io available? Oh, I don't know. But <laughs> surfers don't have any money, so there's no point in uh, looking at that. Yeah. But, uh, but I've got a few, quite a few things to share later on oh, in cool. the stuff things. But there's one particular link that's interesting now that I'll uh, that I can say. So there's a couple of uh, threads on Hacker News about one uh, side projects, and then there's a follow up thread about you know what's the best marketing that you've done for your side project. Mm, I saw and, that one actually. That <coughs> oh, did you? Yeah, good. And so someone put a question in about uh, you know how can you recognize a bad idea really and so I found the, the chaps response was really interesting he said first of all you know if no one wants to talk about your idea then it's probably a bad idea and so although I've not spoke to many people you know I've emailed quite a few golf pros and I have the fact that none of them have got back to me you know perhaps it's just not them having a website and helping with their online marketing for the majority of them or enough people to build a business around they're just not interested in it. Mm um the second one was you know if people keep saying if it's got this feature i'd be interested or that feature and they're all different features then perhaps you know you should stop and find a new idea and then the third one is if you find yourself that you've got a product that you don't want to sell <laughs> so that's kind of right <laughs> tick of weeks. tick tick was it yeah. yeah well no the second one doesn't really count because well maybe a little bit but it's definitely like the first and the third one for golf.io i was kind of like uh, yeah maybe it's just time to say it's a bad idea although i I'm going to leave it up and, uh, and funny enough, literally yesterday, the pro at my new golf club, it seems like the golf pros that I have a personal relationship with. And once they find out what I do and speak to them about how I've helped, you know, other golf pros or golf businesses, then they're interested. But from cold emails and I haven't really put much effort into building relation, like, uh, I guess, an online relationship or established, establishing reputation with the people I've been cold email, emailing. But when I meet people face to face, then they're always interested. But Yeah, it's a difficult one.
0: I mean, maybe the answer is content marketing and building up a trust that way, you know. So you could go to sort of exhibitions and there's loads of golf sort of exhibition days and things, aren't there? just Mm -hmm. wander around, talking to the pros, following up with them, I don't know. I mean,
1: it's, it's, it's a long, hard track that, I think, but... It's a long, hard slug and so... Like you say, and so from last week, I was saying I was following along with Justin Jackson and his mega maker challenge of making a new thing each week. Mm. And I was going to have a go at that just to kind of, you know, have something to build and launch, which I hadn't done for a while, I guess. And so I built a simple, really simple tool that, it you know, you just put the URL in of your sitemap.xml and it will go through and check every URL in your sitemap and make sure that it responds with, you know, uh, HTTP 200 OK response code. Right. Um, and I put that up and put the link on Twitter and you know instantly I had like three or four people submit their sitemaps and want to try it out. And first of all it's quite useful because I found a few issues with people's sitemaps. And uh, secondly it was it was nice just to get someone, you know, get some feedback from something that you've done and put up. Yeah. Um whereas sending out all these cold emails for golf.io and just getting no responses whatsoever was just disheartening. Yeah. Um and the third one I was having uh, Andy Bryce tried it out actually from Perfect table plan, and uh, and he came back with a couple of suggestions. For, you know, things to add to the tool, and so on. Oh, cool! Um, and so, just having you know, having a conversation around a, a new idea and a new just something that I put together within you know a few days and put out was just encouraging and exciting as well. Mm. Um, so maybe just the fact that because I've built something and put it out there, that particular thing, and you know, it has got an initial response, that it kind of shows that either an idea is useful and good, or it's not. You can tell quite quickly, maybe I, maybe, I don't know.
0: Yeah, always well, difficult, isn't it? Because there there are degrees of of, of this thing, aren't there? Cause so putting something out there for free that people find useful is one thing. Putting something out there that you are expecting people to pay for and find useful
1: is kind of the next level, isn't it? Mm, um, Yeah, it's
0: yeah, it's difficult. I don't know. Um, yeah.
1: But I think because of the, the the fun I had of building something fresh, new and shiny and putting it out there and actually getting people trying it out, I've decided, I can't remember if I said this last podcast, but I am going to try and build and launch something each week now. Yeah, yeah, you're saying extended,
0: that. Yeah, you're saying yeah. that. You're saying you're going to try and do at least a feature in, yeah. in that way. Yeah.
1: So I've been working on something this week that is a bit of an extension from the initial idea of a sitemap, but it's just a, it's a crawler to crawl your website and try and find broken links rather than just looking at a sitemap. Um, And I was kind of, well, there's two things. It's interesting, trying to build and launch something every week is quite tough because I guess initially I was doing kind of trying to do it in my spare time, such as two or three hours here, two or three hours there. And so when you add up all that time, you only end up with perhaps, you know, eight to ten hours each week to actually build something, Mm. build a little landing page around it, actually, you know, get it up and get it going. And ten hours obviously isn't a lot lot of time to build something that's actually useful. Yeah. but the, the crawler idea or the broken link finder idea, actually crawling a website is quite challenging. <laughs> so thankfully we're kind of saying, I'm not going to bother putting any effort into golf.io. I've been able to spend kind of all, all the working week, I guess, working on it. Um, so yeah, it's quite, it's, it's an interesting challenge. I can, <laughs> see like Google have so many people working on web crawlers and so on. And, uh, uh and the kind of, the two challenges I've got at the moment are around um, kind of social sharing links and uh, no follow links. Right. So it's both the same kind of problem, really. So when you crawl it like a website, say it's got 100 pages, say that's 100 URLs that you're going to check. But you're obviously looking at each page and picking up the links on those pages to add to the list of ones to check. And if each page has got a social sharing widget on it, um, some of the WordPress ones kind of refer back to the... You know your own URL before it redirects off to Facebook or something. Oh right. Okay. So if you've got a social wi- a social widget on your site and it it's got like five different social networks on there, that quickly multiplies to you know a hundred pages, five social links to check on each page, and so on. <laughs> <coughs> it quickly quickly spirals out of control. Yeah. And uh, they do have no follow link, like no follow uh, tags on them, attributes on the links. Yeah. And so I've been M and R in whether you still do want to check no follow links though to see if they're broken or not. Um, mm. Just because you've got it marked as no follow. Yeah, because it's the user experience as well, isn't it? It's not just about um, SEO. It's- yeah. And so, yeah. So, I've, God, like someone's put a site in and it's quick. It's not that big a site, but it's quickly developed into 20,000 URLs to check. Mm. Um, and you don't want to hit a site like with 100 requests every second, quickly checking every one. So, you put like a 10-second delay in between each request. And so... Checking 20,000 URLs with a 10-second delay obviously builds up into quite a period of time.
0: Yeah. I mean, there are there are that sort of tool out there already, aren't there? You know, link checkers, uh, dead link checkers, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, there are, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's not something new I'm building, that's for sure. Yeah, so yeah. I, I wonder whether people
0: people expect that sort of thing to be part of a package of tools, you know. Um,
1: yeah, but it's, it sounds, yeah, it sounds really complicated from what you just said. Yeah, yeah so the broker, like, as I you know, it's either one new idea or one feature adding each week that I'm trying to do. Yeah. So <clears throat> once you've got, once you've built a web crawler, it's quite in, you can do some other interesting stuff, you know, on checking. So mm. the whole idea is first of all, to check broken links. And then the second thing is, you know, you can check which new, what new URL, new URLs have been added to a site each week. Um, first of all, that's interesting if you've got content writers, cause you won't, might want to go and check the content that they've been adding, you know, onto your site. Yeah. But then there's also a thing of checking if your site's been hacked because if you're, all of a sudden, without you realising, yeah, right. get a million URLs added to your site, well, it could be something you want to look into. Yeah, yeah. Um, Especially if you're in WordPress or something. <laughs> yeah, of course. Act all the time. Um, and then once, obviously, you're crawling the page, you can check JavaScript files and stuff and check if any new JavaScript files have been added that are trying to do you know cross-domain scripting attacks and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Oh, interesting,
0: yeah. No, oh, it sounds good. I mean, it sounds like... Um, if nothing else, it's helping you get your mojo
1: back, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, well, again, I think you know the issue with the golf.io thing, it was just more of a sales and marketing challenge, which I yeah. find technical challenges more interesting, yeah. at the moment. So, you know, building this crawler and trying to deal with uh, these particular issues has been more of an interesting challenge, I've certainly over the past week or so. So, yeah, cool, yeah. <laughs> anyway, right.
0: that's good, yeah. So, um I suppose I have got some updates actually, I just talked about how miserable my last two weeks have been but I have got updates as well. I've So from the, the expo leads that I had, um, I was talking about last time, I think I had 15 people to follow up with um, and I, I have followed them all up but I also need to do the second follow up which I haven't done yet um, but out of the initial ones I had four four demos which I did and out of that I've got one of them that I want to go forward with using the product and the other three, well, one of them was a guy from a council and he's sort of saying that he's within their their council area. They've got, you know, a couple of hundred out of school clubs that might be interested in this. So he wanted to know what it was all about. So that's not, you know, that's probably a slow burner in terms of trying to reach the people that he knows. Um, the other two, one of them, unfortunately, they already had a system and they decided that they were going to stick with it for now. So there's nothing there. And the other one um she's really keen on the product but at the moment some things have changed in her club over the past couple of weeks and so she's having to focus on expenses a bit um so we're going to get together in the new year so i've got i'll get one out of it um maybe another one in the new year um and i've obviously got to follow up again with the other guys because they haven't got back to me just to see you know whether they're interested or not mm. so again it's looking like it might end up being two to two sort of sales if you like from the, from the expo which is not a great return I guess
1: um, but the customer your, your, you don't know your customer lifetime value but you know if you keep those customers for three years then obviously that is a good investment yeah absolutely
0: I mean it's a and there's all the other things that go with it you know in terms of getting your name out there and, and meeting other people and that sort of thing so there, there are a few people that I've met that I've kept in touch with that could turn into helping generate leads in the future so you know there are a few different things to, to say about it um, so, so I've got five uh, looking at sort of my pipeline, so to speak, I've got five in the pipeline that I would say are probably 70% plus likely to actually, um, you know, buy the product. So that's pretty good. I think I'm quite pleased with that. Um, it's, it's not going to get me to my, you know, my, my dream target or whatever, or the, the stretch goal for the year, which was a hundred, <laughs> mm-hmm. I might make a 10th of that by the end of the year, but um, but, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty good, I think, considering, especially the last couple of weeks, I've not done too much um, chasing, then that's, that's not so bad.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: and that's it, really, yeah.
1: Cool. So what's, what's the plan for the next couple of weeks?
0: Well, I've got a feature. Uh, so I've got one of those five wants to come on. In fact, two of those five wants to come on early next week to set up in live. So that I'll be working on them mainly. There's a bit of to and fro because both of them are slightly different to the usual clubs in that one of them, I built this feature for, they basically, they don't have... So a lot of the clubs on the system have like fixed sessions, you know, if it's an after school club, they'll have like 3 till 6 or 3 till 4.30 or something like that. Um, Well these guys do it more by the hour, so they want the parents to be able to book the hours that they want rather than um, fixed slots. So that was the change. So there's going to be a bit of setup for that next week and then them checking it out, making sure they're happy with it. So that's kind of one of the big plans. The other thing I need to do is basically follow up. Um, follow up with these leads from the expo, and I've got a few people from the email campaign that I need to keep in touch with. Um, and then I've got a, a shed load of features that need to be built for existing customers that are interested. That, that, have been asking for these features for a long time, and um, starting to get a little bit sort of not not annoyed, but you know, I can I can sense the kind of thinking. How long is this going to take? You know. Um, so yeah, that's it. Basically, follow up with these leads, get the slowly get these customers on, and work on the features. Mm. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. Plus, it's so, half term next week, mm-hmm. and I'm going to Harry Potter Land for a day. <laughs> are you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that'll take a day out. but that'll be good.
1: Yeah, I've got golf friends coming up next week, actually, to play golf for uh, for five days, so that kind of wipes out most of the week. Oh, wow. Uh, staying with
0: you for five days, are they?
1: No, I don't know, staying at B&B. Right. I B- wouldn't put them through staying here with my children. <laughs> <laughs> but you're going to be play, would, playing golf every day for five days? will not be much of a holiday. Uh, yeah, they're coming on Wednesday, leaving on Sunday, so five rounds. Wow. The, cool. the difficulty is going to be the beers afterwards and in the evening and then getting up for golf the next day, but... Yeah,
0: that's always a problem. Yeah,
1: it's struggle as you found out with your Saturday nights. Are. Yes, it's just too difficult. Yeah. I, <laughs> I always have great intentions of just taking it easy, you know, but yeah, it never happens. Do you know? We should. Well, we'll finish on a high because we go through stuff, and I think there's some good stuff that I've managed to pull out the next couple of weeks. But do you know, like coming up to December, we'll have been doing a podcast in, for two years.
0: Bloody hell, that's gone quickly.
1: And we've achieved fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> it's about the journey, Nick. It's about the journey. <laughs> the journey. <laughs> We should, uh, well, no, that'll make I was going to suggest because obviously, when you go do a retreat or whatever, you go, well, because I've kept journals sporadically, I go, I went away and read my journals and stuff. We should, uh, go and do a retreat where we book ourselves in the same hotel, but, but separate rooms. And, uh, we force ourselves over the course of two days to listen to every single podcast Ooh, episode. That's torture. <laughs> that's not well, a retreat. Well, that's well, like what lessons we've learned over the last two years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mm, yeah, I'm not sure what the conclusions would be from that. Oh, my luck! I'd probably start drinking after about three episodes, and then by like the tenth episode, I'd I'll be—I'd I'll have forgotten what <laughs> I to. Anyway, yeah, I still wake up the next day, and then then the better. Or none the more food <laughs> food yes. I was just thinking though, because like well, I don't know how you feel, but I obviously enjoy doing a podcast and you yeah. know yeah. carry on doing it. But I do feel like I've not achieved much over the last couple of years. Um, I was just thinking, I wonder. I was kind of looking forward, going well. If we're in two years, two years further on, if I'm still in a situation, I wonder how I feel. But mm.
0: it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I mean, it would be good to listen back to hear about the different things that have been going on. I mean, I think I've definitely, I feel definitely as if I've learned stuff and I've stopped doing things that were just stupid. I'm probably still doing things that are stupid, but um. Well, you've uh, definitely made progress because you've got you know eight customers or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that's good. Um. It's, I still don't feel as if I'm 100 percent sure it's going to work out, but um, but you know, so yeah, it's difficult. Yeah, yeah, it's just funny though. Two years and and still sort of floundering around like this. <laughs>
1: well, I'm in the same, still in the same situation because Apache Code Pro is still not performing as well in Google as it used to, and um, still searching for the next project, next thing to do. Yeah. Never mind. I've moved to Bude.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Achieve that. Yeah, absolutely. So you've made some some steps forward. Mm. and the weather's lovely here Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> talking about actually Coach Pro actually what last week you were talking about um, changes you'd made mm. and how are they panning out or yeah we have seen some
1: pos- no no we've seen some positive uh, positive things actually and that, this is kind of well so I guess you know just to go over the things I've got to get done for the next well today literally I've got to try and get this crawler thing out because if I'm trying to get one thing done a week today is Friday and mm. I'm not got it out got anything out yet this week so i've got to try and get it out this week and that just means building a landing page around it um but one of this is a convoluted way of getting back to the original question one of my other ideas is around google webmaster tools so you know they've had the not provided keyword in google analytics now for ages yeah well slowly but surely i'm not sure when they've done this but they're actually putting all that search and query report information into google webmaster tools um but Google Webmaster Tools only makes that information available for ninety days. So one of the oh. one of the product ideas I've got um, is around downloading that information on like on an automatic basis. So you've got that historic query information to use, um, which would be quite good. And so I've seen this, there's some people who've posted like how to do it that automatically download it to um, Google spreadsheets. What's that called? Google Sheets, I think. Google Sheets. There you go. Uh, to download it to Google Sheets, but I don't really like Google Sheets, and it's obviously not as good as, you know, perhaps some other querying and reporting tools that could be custom written or something yeah. sp- specifically around uh, around the, the data that's available. Um, but anyway, so the the actual query report, and from what I was saying in the last podcast, of trying to improve the click-through rates on our pages is actually really really useful um, in Google Webmaster Tools because you can look at the query data, um, then look at the pages that are getting the most impressions in search results and see which ones have got the worst click through rates look into what queries are actually serving up those impressions and then kind of target the title and meta description stuff more around the queries that are actually being entered yeah, yeah. Um, and we've seen quite a good quite a good impr- uh, improvement around that uh, mm. and so i'm kind of thinking you know there's got to be some kind of automated first of all for doing the testing so that when you do make a change to titles and, uh, and meta descriptions and so on an automatic way of telling whether it's you know an improvement or not over a period of a week or two week period on the click through rate, and a second one of also checking you know which are your best opportunities for improvements, yeah so yeah, there's a tool idea around that I don't know whether I could build that in a week or not, but um
0: well you could build the um download the data yes in a week and i'd I'd be interested in that as well because I must admit I do occasionally look at that information. But I never realised it expired. I just thought, oh yeah, when I get time, I'll sit down and go through all that. But yeah, not no, not, not as yeah. much in there anyway. But you know, if, if it disappears, then that's a bit annoying.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so we have seen some improvements uh, in terms of Google Penguin. There's not been a massive improvement, so um, but there's certainly been gradual improvements, which could either be down to the Google Penguin rollout or um, the work we're doing around click-through rates and improving page titles. So. Um, we also, I mean, it's difficult for us because it's also getting into Christmas buy in time as well. So there is certainly some seasonal uplift in terms of traffic and yeah. sales for us. Um, but yeah, so.
0: I used your site the other day, actually. VoucherCodes Pro? Yeah. ah, very good. Yeah. So, well, I, I mean, the actual um, voucher wasn't applicable for what I was buying, but it was just um, the click through thing. So you should have got a referral, I would have thought. Root,
1: Who was that? <laughs> what retailer was that? Um, it was uh, it was a holiday actually Thompson. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. They're good commissions for us as well. <laughs> oh, there you go. Thank you very much. That's all right. You're welcome. <laughs> it always amazes me with Thompson or any holiday company. Like you'll see the odd purchase where they spend twelve grand or something. You kind of think, wow, bloody hell, spending twelve grand online booking a holiday. Yeah, just, it's just fun. a lot. It's just a lot of money to spend, isn't it? Without necessarily talking to someone. But. It is. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I, you've, you've got to have. A, yeah, I think you've got to have a lot of money or. Or maybe they talk to them in the in the shop already, and then they go online and just book it online.
1: Yeah, mm. yeah.
0: So anyway, I haven't got any stuff this week. What's your stuff?
1: Oh, I can go through mine then. So um, the first one is Indie Hackers. I'm not sure if we spoke about this on the website before, but IndieHackers.com. Um, it's a list of bootstrap businesses that have been interviewed. Oh, okay, um, it's really interesting. Just to go through um, the one dollar. So every now and again on. Uh, hacker news, someone will ask a question about, you know, how did you bootstrap a project? You know, what ideas have you got? Blah, blah, blah. And so there's a good thread either last week or the week before about $1,000 plus side projects. Right. So that's worth a read just to see what kind of stuff people are building. And it's just good to read the anecdotes about how much time they managed to spend on it mm-hmm. and so on. And then there's a follow up thread about the best marketing things people did for their $1,000 plus side projects. And so, you know, you can pick out some good nuggets from there, perhaps. Mm-hmm. And that's where that great question and answer came from about, you know, how do you tell which is a good idea and which is a bad one, which uh, I just thought I'd pull out because it's such a good answer and perhaps a timely answer for me. I thought I'd pull out just the link to that individual question and answer for people to have a look at. Cool. Um, and then the penultimate one is a bit random. Uh, so I guess, you know, we sometimes listen to podcasts when we're doing work and stuff. Um, but somebody asked a question, what are good YouTube channels for developers? And so uh-huh. there's some really interesting stuff out there that people have built channels around. Uh, and I suggest you have a look. Just, you know, if you want to pick up a new uh, perhaps technology or area or just to have an understanding of it, you know, I'd never really thought of just putting on some YouTube channels in the background and just have it playing. Um, so there's some real I'm trying to think of. This guy called Bisquit. <laughs> <laughs> Biscuit. He's rough well and You've got to watch this when we finish the call. Just read his introduction to his channel. <laughs> watch the introduction to his channel. It's fucking brilliant. It's so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll have a look. Um, so there's that. So have a look through the thread of that, and perhaps you'll pull out some interesting stuff. And then Justin Jackson has just re-released his marketing for developers course. Okay, yeah. Which you may well be interested in as well. Interested in as well. Mm. Um So he wrote a book, an ebook a little while ago. It did quite well, and so he's turned it into uh, a video course now. And I think just from the stuff that I've looked at, I've bought the course myself, first of all, because I was interested in the course. And secondly, interestingly, because I just want to support what Justin Jackson's doing to a certain degree, because I'm really enjoying his podcast at the moment. Yeah. Um, And so he's got some quite um, actionable tips and ideas and stuff around particular things like Facebook ads and stuff, which you might find good. Mm. Um, But he's a, I asked him if he had any kind of link we could share with a podcast listeners, So he's given me a link which actually gets you 10% off as well. Oh, cool. So I will put the link for that in the show notes. Excellent. And, uh, and yeah, how sounds about good. it.
0: Yeah, sounds good. That's it. Well, Excellent. Done. Excellent. That's good. Yeah, these marketing books, I, um, I, I did see that he'd released that marketing course again and, um, it is interesting. Uh, I don't know. I just, I kind of, I'm kind of in a just in time sort of, you know, just in time research at the moment. So I don't want to get a course that I'm not actually going to partake in straight away, you know? Yeah. But so you're in,
1: you're in, you're in lead generation stage still. Though. I need to-
0: yeah. But the whole, the whole thing for me is if I'm going to do advertising on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, I need some landing pages to drive that traffic to. And so that means I need to write landing pages and then, you know, it quickly generates into a fairly big task to, um, to do it or maybe I'm just bottling it I don't know but uh with all the other stuff to, to do it seems difficult mm. yeah that's the only thing for me is
1: I'd love to do some Facebook advertising properly but um, you I, need I need to like I think again you might be overthinking it in terms of you can put quite a lot of information into that actual Facebook post and that can be the copy of, you know, selling the solution or the idea, pain, solution, whatever. And you literally just send them through to a contact page to find out more information. Yeah. That's literally all for the goal fillers stuff that I'm doing. That's all we do. Is uh, So what, has, ty- what type of ad do you use then? Because if
0: you use an image ad, they're supposed to be the best ones to use and you're not allowed to put much text on it.
1: No, but you have an image and you have the accom- accompanying text like you would do with a normal Facebook post. It's just yeah. the image itself can't have text on. Yeah. So you could do an image of, you know, someone sitting on their laptop celebrating an easy booking. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, underneath it goes, do you know, do you run this type of business? Are yeah, you suffering I, from I, blah, that is blah, blah, blah.
0: what I've got at the moment. You remember I did that targeted audience. That's, yeah. that's what I've got at the moment is literally that. And it gets like a click a day or something. And where do
1: you send them to? Just a homepage because I haven't got a landing page. That's the thing, you see. Just send them to a contact page. So we on the golf adverts one, we literally just say, you know, this is the deal. X, play five courses um, X amount click on this link to contact us for more information and it go, just goes through to their contact page yeah I need to so I need to get a landing page written um, I guess I'd, maybe you don't I just, you need the contact
0: page <laughs> what just so that just say contact us if you're interested yeah well that's, that's what the homepage does it says click here if you want a demo um, maybe that's different yeah yeah. yeah Yeah. okay maybe, maybe that's worth doing maybe the landing page would just be contact us or click here to book a demo rather than just the home page
1: well you just want to get their email address and their phone numbers you just want those fields name company email address phone number yeah any comments submit
0: yeah maybe I'll try that and see if that works
1: why not so if we go it's something you doing a set up in an hour or two isn't it so. yeah, yeah
0: yeah it's not too difficult mm. cool alright okay let's leave it there then I'll catch you in a couple of weeks. Yeah, have a fun week of golf. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Yeah. See bye. Yeah, bye.